Album review. Today's album is Biffy Clyro, A Celebration of Endings. We're joined today by Aiden. Endings. Myself, Denver. Joe. Celebration. And Will. Biffy fucking Clyro. So, I've listened to this album at least between 12 and 15 times, if I'm honest. Wow. In just in, in the space in two of two days. days. <laughs> I've literally listened to nothing else. Like, I've just been constantly spamming it out. Um, well, we've only had two days, so I wanted to get as much into it as I can. And I did try to approach it in a like in a, from a different perspective, right? I tried to act as if they weren't my favourite band um, and still just fucking loved it. I can't lie. I think it's fucking amazing. It's I fucking, Don't fucking start laughing now. <laughs> it's just, it's it? quite cute. It's like you were like, I was trying to look at them as if they weren't my favourite band. And then you just followed it up with a lie. You're just like, I, no, I tried to see it as neutral, but fuck it. It's amazing. <laughs> I did try, but I still fucking love it. Will's like, I listened to it from is... every perspective. I was laying down, I listened <laughs> to it upside down. I think there's only two weak songs on the entire album. Um, right. Towards the end, um, I think everything else is like almost perfect. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I just died I there. Yeah, I just coughed, don't worry, I coughed, it's fine. Corona. <clears throat> what a look, look at, look at my neck. Ebola. <laughs> <Fuck's sake. laughs> um, what I love about Biffy is just like the power and passion behind the songs. I think it, and their riffs are like, still to this day, they have some of like the most iconic fucking riffs. And I feel like they've done it again with this hey, album. Two days old though. Right, yeah, but all that, like, what I'm saying <laughs> it's is... It's so like, iconic. Right. <laughs> All their old albums have like some proper iconic riffs in them, and I feel like this has followed up from that. Right, got you. They consistently have released good albums throughout their entire fucking thing. Like a lot of bands, kind of peak off. Um, that's what I was more worried about with their last album. I thought they'd probably reach their peak, but then the last yeah. album was fucking awesome, and completely surprised me how good it was. And this is again just like they just keep releasing amazing songs. And yet they don't change too much. Like their basic principles are basically the same. There's a lot, definitely a bit more electronic um, sounds to the, the newer albums. Um, like for say, like Instant History is a lot different to anything they've ever done because um, it's like a, a bit of like a DJ. Uh, what's the term? It's not a DJ song, but you know what I mean. Like you know the actual chorus bit. Yeah, just generally more electronic, which is different. But I still really like it. Um, one thing I will say about that song is it's different to the actual single of it they released because um, there's like quite a big intro to it in this and right at the end there's usually in the single it was just instrumental but they've actually added vocals over it which I thought was quite interesting it was and an interesting actually, choice definitely to put the vocals there it actually made me prefer it um, than the general single in general. Um, singer anywhere near anything Maybe this is like a reverse psychology for Maiden. Given all this soul beef, and then he's like, This album is fucking amazing. It's not, because it's stubborn that, as fuck. That, he was never no, going to enjoy that, it. That would cause... be an Aiden thing to do, though, wouldn't it? No, he's no. done it before. He's done it before. You might be in luck, Will. I'm not too sure. Hey, just... that was a rhyme. Sorry, They've made a lot of albums. Yes. And they're just. How many albums have they made? Like 18. Fuck. Fuck yeah. How can you they be just, wrong 18 they, times? They, and, <laughs> they just churn them out, don't they? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's John. It was like, yeah, that'll do. Release it. Yeah, that'll do. Release it. That's not the case. Right, what do you, what do you think on. of this song, Biffy? Hey, I think I saw the sweats on the jet out here. I'm sorry, Mr. Biffy. What? That's, That's not fucking Biffy. Atlantic. Fuck off. I know. <laughs> I'm just remembering better Scottish bands. That's they all, funny. No way. They're like budget fucking Biffy. That's fucking so wrong. Um, is, uh, Biffy did not switch for the switch. <laughs> the, the, the no, they didn't. No, you're right. It's it is crazy to me how much oh. he looks like a Jacksepticeye. Like what? He, he looks like Jacksepticeye. I get that. What? Like, look, Mr. look at like, main, look at Mr. Clyro look at, look, in the middle look at there. the main look at yeah look at the Spotify page and look at right. good old Biffy in the I middle. Go on, go on Spotify. I go to the top. His name is Simon Neal for reference. Mr. Mr. Biffy. Biffy. Mr. Biffy. 
Who's the, who's the pedo in the back left? <laughs> oh, that's yeah, his that's brother. That's his brother. We call him brother. We call him Uncle Brother. He's my brother, cousin. <laughs> his name's Cousin. <laughs> we call him Uncle Brother, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Brother and Cousin Clyro. But they're both his brothers. <laughs> well, he, he definitely does look like. Uh, I've got a side by side picture. It does right kind now. of look a bit like him. To be yeah, but you, I'd never you wouldn't be able to tell that. the difference. Yeah, I think you definitely would. But no, you literally can't on the one I'm looking. Yeah, at. Yeah, but then if he had wheels, he'd be a bike. Exactly. It's true. The brother and the wait, fuck me, fuck me up. Wait, now. the brother and the <laughs> and the cousin, the, the drummer and the the uh, and bass the brother are what? brothers. Oh, are brothers. The, can you not tell? They look almost identical, except one's bald with a fucking pedo they, don't, they literally don't look Are they it. a three-piece band, then? Yeah. Yeah. And oh. I think that's one of the things I love as well. Like, yeah, they create such a massive sound for just, like... Obviously, they layer a lot, and obviously, oh. when they're live, they do have, Sorry. like, backing people that they bring in. But the amount of, like... I think that in the similar sense to, like, a band like Royal Blood, they create such, like, um, power and just... Raw rawness to everything they make, and I think hmm. um, it works really well live. Um, and it was actually seeing them live that made me fall in love with them even more. A bit in the oh, sense of 1975. It's, it's this shit again, isn't it? Will's this like, was a few years you ago. Like, now. You don't like a band unless you've seen them live. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's, I think there's, it does give you a different perspective. That's what maybe, I'm saying. Like, but what I'm saying is, like, are you are you claiming that it, like, if for example, I didn't like this album? Mm. Would you would you be saying that because I haven't seen this band live, I haven't experienced it fully? And then by that extent, yeah, you probably. can't ever truly like an album until you've passed the pay barrier that is going to the concert. No, because you're putting it in like a dicky way. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it gives you a completely different perspective and can often like make you understand why they've done certain things a certain way. Yes, exactly like hence the nineteen seventy five album where where all the arty-farty stuff sometimes just felt a bit like, why is it even there? It made sense when they played it live. Yeah, but I feel like we've had this album before, that if it was in the album, but it only made sense in the actual context of being there live, why was it in the album in the first place? Also, because if then it was played live, and you were like, well, what No one would make sense, yes, exactly, but you're alienating half the audience behind a pay barrier. Uh, Also, a a pay barrier is not a bad thing. No. Artists deserve says every EA representative. So they barely get any money from fucking streaming. Yeah, right, now. literally. Right, here's <clears throat> here's a little trivia. Oh, um, there was a petition wait. the other day online, um, basically to get Spotify to give artists more money for their stream because every stream. So, like, say if you went on my Spotify right and streamed, I would get zero point zero zero four p per stream. Right, get so that means e- so that means say. every million views you get, you get four thousand dollars. Okay, right. But you have to get a million views to get that. That's a fucking shit ton of views you have to get just to get four thousand. Yeah. So if I was getting a million views per year, you'd get four thousand for the year. That money is made. It from is terrible. Through live, isn't it? Like, it is so shit. Like the streaming. So literally, all artists pretty much make their money, or the majority of their money, from touring and merch. Yeah, streaming is really just like, a. Streaming like, is awful. Just a almost like an advert. Yeah, basically. But the reason that you get paid that is because it's streaming is so much cheaper than what what you can get through streaming. Is so much cheaper than buying all those songs. Yeah, but the but but what everyone's argument is is that Spotify are a multi-million dollar company at this point. They can afford to give artists more. They're just re- uh, refusing to. Yeah, but they've got to make money at the end of the day. Of course they do, but they're but they're making billions. They can spare it. What, yeah, Spotify. They're not. They tank money. Yeah, the, Spotify the CEO have is... no money for like years and years and years. Yeah, no, but now it does. Like, well, it's because they need to pay off all their debts. So Joe's saying the moment that you've got money, you should give it away because, like, you haven't earned it. That's the CEO of Spotify is worth $4 billion. Yeah, that's that's worth worth that doesn't mean what he earns. Yeah. In Spotify's latest quarter reports, they did not make a profit. Damn. Exactly. So, hmm. 
I think well, it's you've got egg on your face, haven't you, Joe? <laughs> egg, egg everywhere. You I do get you, Joe, because in the, from an artist's perspective, in a way, if they're thinking about it the money-wise, then, yeah, it is kind of fucked in that sense. But the in the day, many the ways... Are, the artists that are on Spotify are helping Spotify run their business. Not quite. They're almost employees. They are, because many... if they were on there, then Spotify wouldn't get their money. If yeah. there was no artist but if my Spotify, mother was in a wheelchair, together. she'd be a bike. <laughs> what? Trying to prove a point. What I'm, I'm going to try and if say. If there was no artist on Spotify, Spotify wouldn't exist. Why not? Well, yeah, but that's It'd fucking... be a good podcast service. So any artist that on, is on Spotify is helping Spotify to gain money. Hey, that's how you're breaking Spotify. Well, they're not someone making any profit. on Spotify right now, and we're just like, Spotify, give out more money. <laughs> no, we're not saying that at all. One thing that Spotify, I am. Apple Music has done, which is amazing for artists, which people I think appreciate, is it puts music out way more accessible than it's ever been. Of course it do, and they are amazing platforms, but there needs like, to be a way to help artists more, especially smaller artists. Like you're looking at like people more... like you're looking at people like Jason Drulo, right? He gets Fucking like man, let's have a look. He's got 49 million listeners. So people like him, he's on like 250k yep. a month, right? So people like him, he's, he's, he's loving it. But then you've got so people... So wait, hang on, why isn't he giving away money to Spotify? Exactly. Because well, he's... Look at it. Look right, at fair, right? fair enough. No, no, but that, that's even the thing. Like, How far down the rabbit hole do you go? Uh, yes, no, Spotify I'm, are making money, but I'm why are they giving say, it to Africans that I, are I'm, dying, Joe? I'm not trying to say, oh, Spotify... Or- you know, awful. So like artists deserve just, money, and there are people not even able to eat in the world. And it's just, if, you, if you're doing on. something for a living, you deserve to be paid for it. Yeah, they and, are getting paid and, for it. Yeah, yeah but, but you wouldn't get anything small, if it wasn't for yeah, the platform. Smaller, smaller artists. Oh, that's are, true. Smaller artists. That, no, if the platform wasn't there, people would still be buying CDs. No, they wouldn't because it'd be a different. But they would platform. never find you. And it also wouldn't be as accessible. But what? I'm, I'm, it I'm, helps smaller. Again, you miss, right you're kind there. of missing my point. I'm not trying to say that Spotify is an awful platform. Spotify is one of the best things that has happened um, to music. Isn't this give how you listen, how you listen to it, and how accessible it is. And yes, it does help uh, artists get noticed. But it what doesn't do? It doesn't help pay them. <laughs> Is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, but I think they're, everyone's got to make money. Profit. They barely make enough money to be able to pay what they pay currently. Exactly. You could a- Apple, Apple can afford to pay double because they don't make money from Apple Music. They just use it as another part of the Apple ecosystem. Mm. The it's great uh, Apple hive. Yeah. You could look at it in perspective of like, if your music's good enough, and obviously, because what Spotify does do is obviously it makes those discovery playlists. Yeah, they are the best. So that's where like how small artists do get noticed is if their yeah. music's similar to like, say, a Biffy Clyro, but they're a lot smaller obviously they're going to come up on your thing. And then if your music's good enough that people actually want to pay to see you live, then the money comes from that sense. I generally think like, while I do get you in many sense, but I just think it's different now. Um, They're doing probably the best they can actually do. Like I say, they're not even making a profit still. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it has just made music more accessible than it's ever been. Um, And it's almost like a lacking to not be on Spotify now. Like, I think Beyonce didn't used to be on it because she didn't agree Taylor with Swift Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift used to Yeah. But, like, it's such a gap. Like, you're just missing out by doing it now because your music well, just won't get I'm, I'm not, as noticed. I'm not blaming Spotify for anything. Oh, no. I'm just I'm trying to say it's an amazing platform, but it sucks that no one, you know, that that smaller artists just struggle to get paid from it, is, is what I'm trying to say from that. I yeah, I didn't really understand your point, Joe. Can you say it again? No. Well, I guess, that, again, the hope is that they get noticed more just by being on Spotify. You know, through that, that you, look at, yes, you look at Biffy exactly. Clyro, they've got 2 million views, 2 million monthly listeners. And this is just on Spotify as well. They'll have other revenue out, elsewhere as well, um, which means they'll be getting 8,000 a month. Hmm. And then you split that between, what, how many is in the band? But then Biffy did that... Um stream yesterday and there was eight thousand people watching and it was 16 pound each so it was like one hundred and twenty thousand just for an hour and a half did you do the quick math right so knowing you were going to say that no when i was i was watching it last night and i was like there's eight thousand odd people watching this 
and I paid sixteen pound. I'm not sure if it was part of it was charity. I can't. I didn't really look into it. I was just willing to throw it in there anyway. Let's be honest, probably not. And um, it was yeah, it worked out just for like an hour and a half. It was twelve. Well, one twelve. Oh, fuck me, hundred twenty thousand pound. But obviously, they paid a lot. Like this is one thing I'll say. Well, I'll go back to actually talking about Biffy. They did that stream on Saturday, and it was like one of the coolest fucking streams I've ever seen in my life. Not just for the sense of like oh, it was busy. Biffy and it was my favorite band, but like they, I've never seen anyone do what they kind of did. Like it was because I've never really seen like a music stream like that. A lot of artists just. I was kind of expecting them just to be playing on stage and go through each song and just kind of play it as if it was a gig. It was so different to that. They had like a whole orchestra there and they had like different stages for every different, like each song, they set a completely different scene. It, the, the whole thing was like one like hour long music video. Like there was no cut in between. Like there's one slight cut in the middle um, just to kind of break it up a bit. But like each each song had its own individual scene and setting and it, it was fucking amazing. And like, um, I think they did it as well to like push this whole, cause a lot of music venues are getting shut down, aren't they? There's like a huge thing going on at the minute. Cause obviously they're not making any money. Yeah. Like loads of fear, loads of theaters are getting fucked over. Um, and loads of just general like events places are getting knocked down, whatever, because they just, they can't afford to keep going at the minute. And he literally like the final song, which I thought was one of the weakest ones on the album. Um, I think what's it called? Hang on. Um, did it give you a cop, cop syrup? Because um, I was going to say, I'll say this now. Pink Limit was my worst because I just thought it didn't really add anything. I didn't really like that song. Um, and cop syrup was close to being the worst as well. But then when I saw that live, that kind of took it over the Pink Limit. Because the ending scene, he kind of walked out the building and like showed the venue. and he was still playing guitar outside of like the venue um, that they were actually playing at, and it kind of just was like he's like proper nice symbolism. It was fucking ace, and then he went back in and finished the rest of the song. It was just so good. Like I feel like if it, if it does let out publicly, it just gives you like such a good perspective. And he directed the whole thing. Like he put it all together. Simon Neal, it put it all together, Mr. and it was just so brilliant. Um, yeah, so when amazing. you say that, well, not you necessarily, but when you just said that, I was autistic for um, liking the music videos and adding something to the song. So in a way, you kind of agree. I never said that. Kind of agree. I, I do agree. Because, yeah, because it, it it's like visual representation, isn't it? It's like. Visual perspective can definitely add stuff. Like, I think it can that also take away. Problem. Well, it can take away. The, the Motionless in White album cover is one of the worst things I've oh ever God, seen. Oh, my God. That made me hate the album before it even... Exactly. It. That's what I mean. We never, like, call you out for listening or watching the music videos as, like, um, necessarily, as you call it, an autistic thing. <laughs> I just mean it's, like, it's another layer of something that not all of us are doing that you're you're having like an external effect from yeah it's just like but not all of us get the same thing so it's not really it's not really a fair assumption like you can like we all go oh it's a five album dem was like guys you didn't see the music videos it's at least an eight because of the way mr biffy did a backflip and broke his spine yeah it was cool (laughs) it's uh my favorite part of the stream when it just stopped (laughs) (laughs) oh shit Mr. mr biffy broke his spine my favorite part of the stream was when my internet died and it meant the stream was over. <laughs> Did you have to pay another £16 to get back in? Yeah. Please, Mr. Biffy, no, you know the rules. I'm only playing these trash songs once. Anyway, so... the next song's called Flipping Switches and Generators. <laughs> next song is Generator Out of Fuel. Get the <laughs> guys uh brilliant um but yeah and i will say this i think it's my favorite album released this year so far Uh, is that why you're asking what what yeah because i was just trying to think like if there was anything else that was notable i don't think there really has been even stuff that i've listened to outside of album review nothing obviously they're my favorite band and that's granted that that's just 
I guess that kind of does help in a sense. But I, I did try to approach it as much as I could in like a sense of like I'm kind of them not being my favorite band and trying not to be as biased. And I just loved it. Um, I do think it's my, yeah, definitely my favorite album released this year so far. Um, maybe post-boring or thingy that, who knows? Do you think but, that your biased view was fully shoved out the window when um, you're viewing this? I mean, almost Mostly. certainly not. Like, well, well, if you like this type of music, regardless of like if you yeah, how much, how much loyalty mm. you have to that band, you're going to like it anyway, aren't you? Yeah. It's not my favourite type. It was just like pure, like proper nice riffs. Just, oh, it's just fucking amazing. I love it. And just the passion and everything behind them. And they're great. Like I've seen a lot of the stuff they've done in general. They seem like awesome guys. And I just, yeah, oh, love it. Uh, it was really hard to pick a third best because I feel like, especially the first eight songs of this album, every single one I thought was just unbelievable. Like, I thought they were quality. And um, it was just a shame, really, that I thought it dropped off with the Pink Limit. I too. I really, I did really like Opaque. Um, and then, like I say, Cop Syrup as well. It was a bit of a you weaker like one. Cop Syrup? No, I was saying it's a oh, bit of a right, weaker okay. one. Hey, bro, you like um, Cock Syrup? You I like did, Cock? I did really like the ending, like, instrumental though i thought that was really nice to end it on um with with a scream at the end but i quite like that again another thing that would be great live um oh great i decided as my third is the champ that surprised me quite a bit i like the really slow start and then it just proper picks up Uh, it's just fucking awesome again an amazing riff that just sticks in your head and it stood out to me on the first listen. Um, like, you there, Joe? Yeah, sorry, I elbowed it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> but very <laughs> easily. Like, Look at your elbows, No, he's obviously what? trying to do the new, because you can't handshake, no, actually... can you? He's actually trying to move the mic with his elbow, because he doesn't want to touch it with his hand. That's it. No, I, I was, it I was actually spraying aftershave onto my... <laughs> To my penis. I touched it before quarantine. So that no, I can't, can't touch it. <laughs> got corona on my elbows and my neck's got Ebola. Um so I'll do my honorable mentions at the end so it doesn't kind of spoil what my second and first is. Spoilers. Second is end of. Um I think it's so fucking good. It's like it reminds me of their old stuff, a bit like um Oh, is it Bubbles, I think? It just, like, the whole the proper bassy. Um, and it's, like, like three quarters of the way through the song when it drops and there's just, like, this fucking awesome bass line. And it's awesome. Um, that was one of the singles as well. Just proper stood out. I think it was fucking fantastic. But number one, and it might, hands down, be probably one of my favourite Biffy songs of all time, and that's Tiny Indoor Fireworks, which I feel like is... If it isn't in any, if it isn't in all of your top threes, I'll be very surprised because it, it's just fucking awesome, so uplifting, um, just one of the the best songs I think they've ever made. Um, super easy listening, great riff, great vocals, and just amazing. Um, came out at a pretty awesome time for me, and I just think it was the best out of the singles and just the best on the album. Um, I'd be surprised, even if you didn't like Biffy, I'd be surprised if you didn't like that song generally. Because I just quite upbeat that one, is All round great song. Um but I'll say for like honorable mentions, North of No South was a fucking awesome start to the album. Um very, very close to being third, probably the closest. Um Weird Leisure was obviously amazing. Worst type of best possible was great. Space I thought was awesome. Like a proper nice change up in the album midway through. And that's the bit they did this massive orchestra through on that stream, which was really cool. And um, they actually released that um, on the night that the album was coming out. It's like the the warm-up single kind of thing. The hardest record. Really cool. Um, and obviously a great name. And just really lovely. Um, but yeah, fucking awesome. Um, just makes me happy. That's that's the bottom line. When skies are grey. And no matter what anyone says now, that's probably going to be so against this album. I'm not even going to argue because I'm just happy how it no, is. I reckon it's going to... Joe's going to actually switch it up here. He's going to do a classic Joe Will Davy pick where he's like, I thought this album was pretty good. 
No, he's not because he doesn't like Scottish accents being think. But he's nowhere near as strong as fucking Twin Atlantic. Oh, he's so... already on the defensive. No, I was already on defense mode. <laughs> right. I this haven't is even when said I said my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't help myself. He's just building a bit of padding so he can take the hits, you know. Yeah, he's just right. like, and I think Joe's not going to like this, and Joe's a prick for it. <laughs> <laughs> and just before you do anything, I hate you all in your own comments. <laughs> <laughs> right, fucking hit me with it. Go for it. Yeah, Joe. Uh, right, okay. Um, oh, I feel really bad. Will. Nah, don't feel bad. We I feel bad. It's not as bad as the KSI album, but it's there almost. <laughs> really? Really didn't like it. I was really God. disappointed. Wasn't a big fan. I feel really bad for not liking it for you, Will. I really wanted to, but I, I don't like his voice. I thought the music was good sometimes, and I was. But anytime, <laughs> <laughs> but anytime, was good sometimes. Anytime I was like, "Oh, this is a nice bit," Shit. they immediately change it up, and they do do a lot of change of ups throughout. Song. Yeah, they do a lot of change ups, and you know, the, I, there was only one song on the album that I, I. I liked and I still wouldn't choose to listen to it really outside. I think the way I thought of this is when I was listening to it, I was like every song, except for that one song, I would ask someone to skip. If it came up, I'd be like, can we skip this? Cause I really don't like it. And like, again, anytime I think a song was good, like I was like, there was one song, I can't remember what it was, but I was listening to it and I was like, Oh yeah, it was literally in my top three. Um, <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll save that, but I will describe it. There's like one song which is like really good, and then he starts doing some weird vocal stuff in the end, and I'm like, why, why ruin it? You had such a good thing, thing going. Um, there was one song with like a killer breakdown in it, and I can't remember what the song was called, but it had like a breakdown at the end, and I enjoyed that, and then it went back to the weird stuff again. One of my, um, just looking through my notes on some of the songs, yeah. one of mine actually says ear rape. <laughs> <laughs> is that cop syrup by any it's it's not actually <laughs> no no it, it, they do put that kind of distortion effect yes on voice quite a lot in this album but i feel like the the way the best way to describe every song has like a different quirk yes you know very, there's, they there's are, no two they're, the they're same very, really yeah but not have, necessarily in a good way not no definitely not in a good way for me like they like every song you'll be like, there was one where you have this weird backing vocal that just, just comes up and then comes out again every every time. I think that might be Tiny Indoor Fireworks, actually. Is it? Is it? I don't think it is. Once again, no, it's, it's, it's mad not. prep for this album. Really. It's not. <laughs> he I didn't give him a lot of time. Song. He knows all the ones that he <laughs> wants to know about. He's just... Which is none no, of them. None of them. Not at all. I, no. I think it's like because I don't like them, they don't really stick in my head as much yeah. as well, you know? There's that as well. Um yeah, um so like I said, they all have their little weird quirks. Um a couple of honorable mentions before I get into it would be like weird leisure. I liked kind of the like the guitar riff um, bit in that until his vocals that started. It kind of triggered me because there's a certain line where he's like he says something and it, it's and it just like stuck in my head. I couldn't you can get can get it out. I can't remember the line he yeah. says though. Something about generators. Is it like where is everybody going? This is it really weird? Go on. Scottish. Well, it triggered me. Scottish. Everyone knows Scottish. There's a lot of stuff that triggered me in this album. These these two is I found like and Will, this is gonna trigger you. Please don't nipple. But it on, felt man. like all the songs were wrote by a 13-year-old or written by a 13-year-old. <laughs> Have you even read the lyrics? <laughs> yeah, they are pretty cringe, bro. Like they're, they're, I wouldn't even say they're cringy. It's, everything is just really basic. And then it just feels like... It feels almost like... You know, remember when we did the Foo Fighter album and I was like, oh, it sounds like he's just making it up as he goes along. It's the exact same thing with this. Like yeah. He just sounds like he's just fucking spitting whatever comes out of his mouth. And singing whatever notes. Like sometimes you'll think he's gonna hold a note and then he decides to go, 
Like it, go, it goes everywhere with it. Do you, it reckon, just... do you reckon they used a random word generator to find the names of most of the songs? <laughs> Probably. I don't think you're not mature enough to understand what they mean. Uh, yes. I, I didn't really care what they meant, though, Will, because I didn't tiny, know what's, what's, the t- what's a tiny indoor firework, Will? I'm not going. I'm not, I've told you I'm not arguing. <laughs> it's called a candle. Ah, yeah, because they explode. Mm, I mean, I knew I shouldn't have bought my candle from Israel. So, I don't know. Yeah. Nothing nothing hooked me on this, um, except for the, my first favourite. Um, but that's only because I'd heard it before, so you probably know what that's... that's Sorry, that's I just want to mean. ask Will about a few more titles. What does North of oh. No South mean? North of No uh, South. Or is it North of Number South? Like, you know, you'd normally have like a... Oh, yeah, but, yeah, but usually you'd put the <laughs> One, North two, of Number South. South. Three. <laughs> <laughs> and what is... While, while we're on the subject, what is the worst type of best possible? <laughs> right, that is definitely a random <laughs> word generator. <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen those conversations between like pretty women and like Indian men? Yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's like, hello, why are you? It's like <laughs> that. Worst type of best possible? It's like those, um, if you like autocomplete a sentence. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> like, because you just use, you just use the the words best possible after of a lot. So when you put worst type of it, it's just like best possible. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck the song names. <laughs> so fuck them. It doesn't matter what they are, it just matters so what they sound like. Oh wait, we fucked that up too. And every time I read the word champ, I just keep thinking of that um old um that old prank call thing. Do you remember where it's like is champ there? Oh who? A champ. <laughs> That is the best video. <laughs> I fucking I forgot about that. <laughs> the champs coming tonight on Raw. <laughs> it's SummerSlam. Super Slam. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes, Joe. So, what was your least favourite, so, Joe? Well, I was just going to say a prime example of like one of the little quirks for me. It was in like North of No South in the verses, where he's like just singing normally, and then all that distortion kicks in, and he there's these little interludes in him. I Joe, don't know if you guys journey. know what I'm about. It's a journey. It's a journey. Is that what that a means? Journey north of No South. North of No South. Or, or it really means. Through, I guess. Through. I guess that means like north of no south. I guess means there's no south. So well, that you know you don't know where you're going. Is that what it means? You know. Yes, because you're you're going north of south, but there's no south. But there's so no where south. Are you going? So, you, so where are you going? So, I so guess where's like, everybody going? A... What the <laughs> north of no south mean? What, what's your opinion on what I've said so far, Will? Because you can argue. I don't, he you don't is have to, loving You don't have to argue it. with me. But you I'm know. Will Davies' representative, and he's loving right. everything you're saying. So, hold up, boys. There is a short story yeah. by Charles Bukowski called South of No North. <gasps> right? Ah, so is that about depression or something? Oh, wait, it was published by Black Sparrow Press. Captain Jack Sparrow goes on the <laughs> Pearl, it, Davy Jones Locker. <laughs> Pirate words. <laughs> That's some instant history, right? It's a, it is a short story. Uh, sorry, $17.50. South, South of Known North contains some of Bukowski's best work. <laughs> <laughs> Among the short stories collected in the, in the book, I love for $17. Fucking about a man named Robert. Whose infatuation with a mannequin mm. in a junk shop leads him to fuck it. Maybe all the song titles are opposites of this guy Bukowski's books. Like, does he have another book called like The Loser? And I like the idea that like this guy Bukowski actually originally wrote a book called Biffy Clyro that they start like they it was already song. their name, right? But, like, but he his book sold way more. So to get back at them. He just <laughs> so, so us being story. consistently trash and we made songs, would all our song names just be like um, types of bin? Yeah. Yeah. 
Do, do you know where Biffy Clara's name came from? I told you. Do I care? Do you know um, when you was in school, you had those pens? They were like Cliffy Biro. It was uh, spelt Cliff, C-L-I-F-F-E. I thought you were just going to say like they were named after Biffa Bittens. No, they literally swapped the B and the C over, and that's how they made the name. I mean, that's about as inventive as their songs are. Well, you could say that to a band that's as big as them, as you know. As okay. big as them? Only two million monthly listeners. Never heard of them. Never heard. Beba Doobie has more. Beba Doobie has Actually, more. Actually, does he still anymore? The TikTok well, songs don't sound a bit Hang on a minute. How many do issues have? Not enough. How many, how many monthly listeners do issues My have? God, Beba Doobie's at 24 million listeners. Damn. Holy shit. Just because of that one song. Well, it happens, doesn't it, you know? The thing is, even Lynx FM play it. I hate Lynx FM. But, Lynx FM, the song is called Deathbed, but, in brackets, it's coffee for your head, but on Lynx FM, they don't call it Deathbed, because that's not very Lynx FM-y. It's just coffee So they, they just call it coffee, or coffee for your head. Even though she has another song called Coffee. Slightly different. Do you know why she's called Beba Doobie? It's quite a fun name, isn't it? Because there was a pen at school, right? <laughs> Called Deba Deba Booby. me. Wait, isn't it Joe's review? Where the fuck is he? He's it? just muted his mic. He's just gone. I'm Joe? here. Back. Come on. I'm here. Hello. What's your least favourite? My least favourite is gonna cop be... syrup. Cop syrup. Because it's just eerie. Robots in disguise. It was just... That you know the whole I started and I was like, oh, this the guitar sound nice, and then whoosh, just couldn't just, just yeah, everything else was just a mess, and it just changed up so much that I just couldn't keep track of what the hell was happening, um, and then was bored by the end. It's very long um, on that one, like six minutes. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that, that 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 that's it. My third favorite was space. 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 It was ruined by the ending. This Wiggy. one. Wiggy. I was like, because the thing is, I don't think his voice really suits the lower. I don't think his voice suits much, but I don't think his voice really <laughs> suits um, like the quieter, mellower songs. Um, but this one, I was like, okay, you know, it's, it's got a decent enough chorus. And then. It gets to the end and he starts doing, you know, when he says heart and he goes, heart, heart. He's just, that was a bad example. Oh, those singing lessons are really paying off. They're <laughs> really doing well, aren't they? Um, yeah. Um, it, I just ignore that. Just just rewind. I didn't do that. <laughs> yes, no, no, no. We'll cut it, boys. Cut it. Cut it. Yeah, rewind. Don't. When, when, um, when he says heart at the end, um, he sings well, it very weirdly. Um, he sings it. Um, you, I mean, it's in the song. You'll have to listen to it. Well, you just but said it a minute ago. But, so but if fine. I had to do it, it would be like ha ha ha. Are you being strangled? It, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Uh, uh, just like um, <coughs> my second favorite was "Tiny Indoor Fireworks." Right. Oh, say that with some more enthusiasm, please. Tiny indoor fireworks. He did, he did do it a tiny bit more. It's tiny the thing is he did that with the enthusiasm of like you going to a child's party. Tiny indoor fireworks. Where's yeah. the birthday boy? That's like my um gay camp accent, if you didn't know. Oh, I thought it was just tiny indoor I've never, fireworks. I've never been to gay camp. What's it like that? Um, issue with this song, I didn't like the way he kept saying "hey" a lot. Um. <laughs> seemed to be the only thing he said in the chorus. My, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> uh, and my favourite was the only song that I'd heard beforehand. I didn't know it was Biffy, and I didn't know it was on the album either. Um, it's the one that's called Instant History. Instant History. That's the one. Yeah. Right. Um, that I felt like was the only well structured. Nice sounding song. So once again, um, Joe, yeah. uh, you didn't pick in, your favorite the, as your oh, favorite. Yeah, 
Mm. Yeah, but like that, I'm retracting that statement. No, no retracts. It's on I can Spotify that now. Statement. Yeah, back. Joe's yeah. favorite platform, Spotify. <laughs> my, the fourth song is always good, and in this case, it was my second favorite song. And the fourth song is never bad on an album. There you go. That's such a bold thing to say. Anyway, so yeah, I thought Instant History was the only kind of unique song on the album um, that just didn't really have anything weird about it. It was just a nice, just just structured, normal song, and I liked it. It was all right. Um, and that's my review. I thought all I thought all of it sounded quite hollow. I will point that out. I think all the songs, like I, I know, Will, you were saying earlier, like you feel like they're massive and all this. I felt the opposite. I felt like all the songs were really hollow and didn't have really much to them. I think it really depends where you were listening to this album. Because every time car. I listened to it in my car, I honestly just thought it, everything was quite forgettable. Mm. I was like, it could kind of skip over. And even the things that did stand out, I kind of almost heard too much. Like, because, because sure. I listened to that EP they did, uh, not, not EP, but all the songs they had released beforehand, I'd like try to listen to them quite a bit before the album came out, because we've only had like two days to listen to it. Um, sort of help the load, I guess. Um, but then it meant that those songs I kind of wasn't too big much of a fan of, um, for the most part. Because um, like, like End Of, for example, for quite a while, I quite liked that, and I was like, stand out, like, I think that one's my favourite, but that's not <clears> even <throat> my top three in the end. Um, I thought, the so, yeah, listening to Car, quite forgettable. I would almost agree with the hollow statement that Joe says. Having listened to it, though, with actual headphones, where you're not being distorted by the sound of your car, or the sound of my terrible, like, radio transmitter that I have to use to, in order to get to work in my car... And the amount of, I would say the production across all the songs is really good. Like, it's really up there with, like, all the different effects and all the layers of instruments and all the subtle things throughout the entire album, especially at the beginning of the album. I thought were really good. Throughout, and it annoyed me at first, but I actually did like it in the end, was the change-ups throughout a lot of the songs. I like how it was never just, here's our, for almost any song, it was never just, they made some melody or riff and they just stuck with that with music over the top you know like there was no formula to any of the songs every song was different so you meaning that there's more of a chance i guess that's there's going to be a song on there you like um mm. but i think then it decreases the chances of like you liking the entire album um but it did mean in that respect that i thought it means a lot of effort i feel like went into a lot of the songs um the problem I had with it is I don't really like his voice that much, which despite all the level of uh, like production that they put into it, just not like his voice just makes it really difficult for me to like a lot of the songs. Um, so almost a lot of the rating I end up giving this album is more based on the level of effort I feel like went into the songs rather than like, would I actually want to listen to them outside of this, um, this album review, really? Um, so yeah but, and also I felt like it, this, a lot of songs lacked hooks like mm. vocal hooks um, yes. I agree and that I could, agree also I don't know if that's because <coughs> of the way that he chooses to sing a lot of it but like because they do have a couple of good choruses but like they're always so almost masked by his actual ability and I feel like it's then hurt by because a lot of songs have so many change-ups in them. It means there's no, like, hooking moment. You kind of have to be in the whole song rather than, like... There's not many songs I didn't think had, like, a build-up to a moment or anything. Um, which just meant it somewhat... I can, I can, I, even though I don't agree with Joe's hollow statement, I can kind of understand where, he's, where he gets that from. Sure. But, I mean, it sounds like you're saying that, there were, like, towards the end of most songs, there was never really anything to look forward to. I think with the with the hollow thing, I think I think something to point out is like with like the KSI album, I couldn't like understand why people liked that. But with this, I can understand like why people like this and how people do. So it's like almost like the hollow statement can be completely different for like other people. You know? Yeah. Um my least favourite was cop syrup. It was long, it was screamy, it was boring, it did change it up, but 
both in the change-up, it still just changed it up to something else that was boring. But it was too late. And it was long. And it was so long that in my notes I put long at the beginning and then, oh my god, so long. Uh, and just, it wasn't very nice to endure. Like, I don't know why that song exists. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't scream very good either. Like, it's not screamo though. I feel like, like it's not screamo. No, screamo is like people putting on a voice. That was just him screaming. Yeah, but it's passion, guys. Come on, Um, being passionate about the shit music he makes. So I don't like that. But this this album definitely, um, like, I loved the start of it though. Like, no question. I mean, um. Especially when listening for it to review and noticing all the extra things. I fucking loved my favourite songs on the album. Okay. Um, third favourite, The Champ. I loved, like, the whole vibe to it. I, c- I couldn't, like, describe Like, I love the way it sort of builds up and then changes to something else and goes again and builds. So even though I know I said about not many build-ups and songs, so it didn't necessarily have a vocal hook, per se, but it just felt grand to listen to. Uh, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, I feel like um, a lot of the hooks in Biffy's songs are the actual guitar riffs, if that makes sense. But what, that make what stood sense? out to me in that song was the violin. Violin? Yeah, but that's just tiny guitar. Tiny guitar. Um, but I actually put that down. I, um, I really enjoyed that one. And then my second favourite, which I think is the honestly the... I can't think of an album which has had a better intro than North of No South. Like, oh, into setting a scene, like, in terms of making an intro song an intro song, like, that song was just perfect. Like, it was both perfect in the fact that it had its own intro within that song and then changed into something, as well as an intro for the album. Like, um, I loved all the effects on it. It felt, it felt big again. Had loads of switch-ups, but at first I thought made it a mess. Um, first few times listened to it but i think again that's just lost in the way you listen to it i felt like this album was shit listening it into a car and i feel like listen to songs in a car you kind of want upbeat hooky punchy songs because a lot of the subtleties in music i think get lost in listening to that um whereas if you're just sitting down listening to it i thought that song was a fantastic start up to the album um and my favorite just because this followed, it was the best one that followed just the normal Denver liking songs formula, and that was Tiny Indoor Firework. Like, it's upbeat, nice sound, and I think it was the only one that actually had a, a, a distinct hook in the song, so that even when listening to it in the car, um, I knew I liked that one. And then, so without knowing the finer details and the intricacies of the song, it was still good, um, which is why it made it my favourite. Um, there was a couple of the, like, half um, honourable mentions. I'm not even honourable mentions, it's just necessarily like, other things I noted. Like, the ear rape thing I put was worst type of best possible. Just because it starts and it's just noise. Like, it's as if, like, why have they done And there was another song, I can't, I didn't write it down, but there was another song that did that. It was just like, why have they just made this, like, ear rape noise? Mm. Why is that? Is it, are they, like, trying to, like, Make the song sound better by let's start it really shit and noise. So then it kind of makes the rest of the song stand out. Well, I don't know why they did that. Um, They've got a lot of songs like that, especially their old stuff where it's like, there's like a very weird intro, but for the purpose of live music, again, I know Aiden's going to say whatever. I hate that. I just hate that as an excuse. But they generally do in the album. There's an old song called Who's Got a Match? And the first like half of the song is like this whole riff to kind of like go with the lighting of the setting and everything. And it and it does work. And when they did it on the actual because I do get what you're saying, it is a very just like weird start, but they're they're known for kind of doing shit like that so that it does work live. And um if they actually do release that fucking um stream, hopefully, um, if anyone would actually be down to watch it, it does make give perspective of why they've done certain things is cool i also thought considering how fantastic the intro was because especially with north no south and the champ like i love those songs weird leisure i thought was a bit um but it's just i just didn't like the way he sounded or the way he said things turning to flowers but the end was horrendous like opaque is just boring and repetitive pink is not interesting at all 
and cop syrup is terrible. So past instant history is all right, but that didn't get in my top three just because I'd heard it so much. Like, that was the only song similar to Joe that I had heard before. I think it's been out quite a while. That song. Um, yes. That I was just like. It came out with the day we went on the holiday. Did yeah, it? I remember when I said, "Oh, Biffy's released a new song," and I tried to force it upon you all. <laughs> that was instant history, right? But I did like that song. Um, and I thought that was almost going to be my favorite before we even started this, just because I knew I liked that song before. But I, I kind of heard it too much, and it just wasn't wasn't nearly as interesting as some of the other songs. So in general, um, yeah, it's just a funny one. Like I don't feel I feel like there were some songs I did love, but a lot of the album was just, I don't know difficult to listen to just casually. I felt like if you were listening to certain songs and actually really listening to it. You can appreciate it, but just as a casual listen that I like put on a playlist, I probably never really listened to any of them other than maybe indoor fireworks because I feel like North and No South and the chat, my other favorites, were very situational listens, not just like amongst my other like more upbeat songs that I've not. So, yeah, my review. Cool. I, I think that's a respectful review. Very, you, very straight opinion, you know. Yep. Like me, straight. Yes, homo. Yes, homo. Oh, nice. Bring back more references. Nine eleven. Nice. Cattle. Oh, he loves it. Aiden. Oh, I thought we were just doing ratings. <laughs> 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 no, no. Um, um, to be fair, right? Biffy, Biffy Clyro's this thing. What's it called? Celebration of Endings. Oh yeah, actually, sorry. One side note. Terrible album name. It's called a Celebration of Endings, but the ending is terrible. It is. Yeah. Or alternatively, they're going to stop making music. Well, or is that not the same? They're saying this is the last Biffy album. I hope not. I'd actually cry. It should have been called oh. a celebration of intros. Would have been like much better because the intro was so much better than the end. Man, I love that. That's just your own internal thought. I like that's great. I do you completely disagree? Oh, it's to mark the end of lockdown. Oh, is it? Yeah, but wasn't it called celebration of endings before lockdown even was a thing? Not yeah. only that, haven't like France and Spain also gone like basically back into lockdown? Oh, yeah, and we might be as well. So. Oh. A celebration of endings. Oh, imagine if they do it just before we go on holiday. Or if they lock down again. Yeah. No, no, it's very possible. I'm still taking the week off. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. They can't fall. Aiden, we noticed you're at home. Fuck off. <laughs> Vegas. Vegas has been cancelled. Finally. That makes sense, though. Yeah. So I've cancelled that week. So pretty much. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> go on, Aiden. <laughs> Yeah, ratings. Fuck off, dude. Tell us what... All right, here. fine. I know you clearly want to hear about why. I don't, to be honest. Well... Unless it's good. Let me tell you, I was surprised, actually, by Ooh. this album. At how shit it was! <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it just says at the top of my notes, and it just says, what a fucking subpar band, eh? Yeah. Just like... Like... Here's here's the the inherent problem, right? When you don't like the singer's voice, there is an immediately a disconnect between you and any of the content on the album. Yeah, right. Mm. And this just album from the get go just immediately. And I feel yeah. like this album's probably supposed to be one of them like journey things, but I don't even think that it knows where it's going. Like, have you ever seen those pictures of drunk snails where like they just draw those they draw the little mucus lines all over? And like yeah. it's really random. It's I feel like that's what this album is for me. Except with an overwhelming surplus of Scottish. Uh it also feels like it's supposed to be an arty piece, like a nineteen seventy-five album. But it also feels like really half arsed. And Papa Aiden always it says, never feels, half arse, only it, whole arse. It definitely feels <laughs> like like it feels very uninspired again. Like it, it just does. It doesn't feel the, like. But the point is, it's it supposed to be inspiring. Whereas, yeah. like, it completely falls short. Keep your nerve, yeah. Will. Keep your nerve. <laughs> it's, it's like it's as inspiring as somebody falling off a cliff and people claiming they were the prophet. 
Yeah. It's, just like, it's just not the case. And I feel like there's a lot Steve of... The, there's, <laughs> there's definitely, like, some connections to be made between people that are in cults and people that like Biffy music. Just because it's well, a very... in a cult. It's a very acquired taste that when you look at it from an outside perspective, you're like, what the fuck do you see in this? Mm. Don't worry, it's just baby raping cult. Oh, that's really fucked up. You know? It's just not okay. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, the, like, the worst song was the literal garbage hot mess that was The Pink Limit. Like, I think they just threw darts at a board lined with weird music tropes and just said, ah, yes, that. Because it was just it was so confusing. It was weird. The instruments didn't feel like they made sense. It just had nothing to it. It was a horrible, horrible song. And I can pre-warn you right now that despite being the only proper acoustic song, Opaic will not be in my top three because Mr. Biffy singing really ruined it for me. Just really shout it. Just any semblance of that could be a good song was ruined when Mr. Biffy walked in. Uh, number three, space. 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 Man. Any song where Mr. Biffy doesn't actually have to try is okay with me because that's inherently <laughs> less to fuck up. Uh, I was also a big fan of the greater ensemble in this song. It made it very theatrical, and I think if there wasn't singing in it, it could have been a good movie soundtrack. They did yeah, a movie I soundtrack, didn't they? Yeah, the last album was a whole movie soundtrack. So I can understand why they've, how they've been able to do that, like with the level of production that they've put into these. So, like you said, like you say, and if you strip away his voice, it could it'd probably be, it'd probably be quite enjoyable. Mm. I think as an instrumental, this album would be quite nice. I would agree. Uh, number two, the champ. It's champ there. Is uh, it's the champ. I just thought it had a bit of a, a little bit of a catchy chorus. It was kind of it caught me off guard. It wasn't really one that I expected to even be in there. Like the, they, they used quite a lot of like minor turns and stuff in the choruses. That I like it. It had quite nice backing. I remember but my I think, first listen. Sorry, to no, no, go on. Yeah, yeah. It's like a really calm, weird start, isn't it? I was like, all right. And then just when it like kicks in, I was like, fuck me. Like first being a bit fun. That's like their their fucking go to. It's just like the massive. Like, oh, it makes me cringe every time you go as a Biffy fan. It's just like, no, but like, like saying all their old albums, you kind of understand it. Anonymous and going like, as a pedophile, it's just like, it makes sense. I don't know, just it's that classic Biffy of just being like, as a pedophile, 10 year old is hot as fucking god, I hate you sometimes. So, what was your most, what was your favorite? Instant history. Instant history, so no tiny indoor no, fireworks. No, did it, it completely flew under my radar. Did not get it. Just that when you guys are just like, oh, it's really good, it's really nice and, and like and pretty, and I'm um, just like it completely flew over my head. God, no idea. Yeah, I feel like there's a pattern, or we found a pattern anyway when we were reviewing albums where a band releases a single that's like good. It leaves a level of skepticism for the rest of the album to follow upon the quality. Yeah, and instant history is quite different. Never, they almost never do. I don't know if you found that, but like whenever we hear a single, there's a reason they're singles. Yeah, the 975 had the same thing with um, Too Shy. They literally released that and was like, yeah, this is the last song like this we're making. So like, oh, yeah, so the rest of the album the is going to be nothing like this song. <laughs> but Too Shy was great. And Too then they had stuff like, what was, um, what was the one that Will said was his favourite and he was wrong? He said people. That. That's horrible. Like, but it's just... It, you, you, you must understand that that is just noise. It's a terrible, terrible song. I can understand why you say that, yeah, because I remember the first time I was airing it. Like, it's like, it's before, a joke. We were just like, it's what like is this? This is so song. different. And, like, could you imagine if you wanted the entire album to be that? But, yeah, uh, like, I feel that this album... Or that this this song rather is a, a another example of that that you know uh, songs are being released as singles and then not actually living up to the hype with the rest of the album kind of thing. The rest of the album's worse than the single that they release, or at least substantially worse. 
I think overall I was just like, I didn't, I, I went into this in the same way that Will said that he wanted to go in with an open mind. I too was just like, I know I'm not really the biggest fan of Biffy Clyro, but I would, I would quite like to be able to, to, you know, respect it or respect where yeah. it comes from. And I just couldn't. Yeah. Like every time I listened, it got slightly worse. Um, could be because I got hammered while listening to it as well. I, I, if anything, I thought I'd make it better. You would have thought so, but no, uh, not at all. Because sometimes I find like big epic songs like this, um, or like what this is trying to go for, often feel better if you're just like having a drink, sat down, and like, whoa. Well, that's what I was doing, and it just it, and it, it still didn't, still didn't get it to work. <laughs> did nothing for me. Really didn't. Uh, yeah, super disappointed. I'm sorry this album was ever made. Try again, Biffy. When I was doing some my classic Wikipedia digging, you know, looking for any like uh, info, any scoops, I got, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole, just found okay. something interesting, which isn't really directly directed to, to Biffy. But I'll tell you how I got from Biffy. So, Biffy Clyro, Matt Cardle did a cover of one of their songs for, yeah, um, for X Factor, which Will told me prior. Mm-hmm. I was then on like Matt Cardle, because I was like, oh, what's Matt Cardle doing these days? You don't really hear of him. He's like, oh, he released several albums that did mediocre, and he's like doing, um, uh, he's in like uh, plays and stuff now. Did Matt Cardle win? Yeah, Matt Cardle won. See, that's why. Yeah, if you won, you did. I think Leona Lewis was like the only one who did like that great. Oh no, Little Mix, I guess. Fuck, Little Mix won. And did they win? Yeah, they won. They were the first group we, to win. Why is always singing? Why? Why aren't there more like? Didn't the dog win? Like Britain's Got Talent at some point. Like yeah, I think we the need dog more did. like that. Um, but what's interesting? So Matt Cardle co-wrote a song called "Amazing." Um, which... ironic, ironic name because the song shit. <laughs> but he, and he published a song called Amazing. Anyway, he then got £16 million pounds out of a lawsuit because they sued Ed Sheeran because Ed Sheeran plagiarised it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I swear, yeah. I swear it was a Marvin Gaye um, song as well that there was a lawsuit against Ed Sheeran for. I feel kind of bad because there are there are only so many, like, chords. Yeah. Use. And like when you find a few that work, and you're like, oh, I really like that. And, and someone's like, oh, that sounds like my song. Someone tapping their foot across the pond, just like, mm, don't think so. I wonder if there's like a plagiarized machine, you know, like, can you make a song and then run it through an algorithm and can be like, this song has the same chord progression as this song. See, where's the statue of limitations on that? You know? I, I built an AI that picks out plagiarism on the internet. And I sue them. <laughs> <laughs> I found 13 songs similar to your song, sir. Sue them. <laughs> sue them all. <laughs> Just sue the shit out of them. The trouble is with a lot of those, like, I bet, especially if, like, it must be so hard for, like, smaller artists because the big artist who's got a big record label can just be like, you just can't gonna fight stomp them. on you, or yeah. like alternatively, just throw enough lawyers at you until you're bankrupt. Like the Man City approach in football, like they always get done for like fair play rules, and then they just send an army of lawyers to like. Sorry, don't think this is football review. Sorry, <laughs> 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 it's, <laughs> it's lawyer review. Lawyer. Review. How many lawyers can I shove at this Sue? I'm a win? big fan of Eduardo Menendez's style of lawyering because he does tend to bring a handgun. It's like, um, eventually, like a Mr. Beast video. It's like, I got 50 lawyers to sue uh, Sean Mendes. No, no, they sue each other. <laughs> Best lawyer wins. Lawyer Battle Royale. Right. Ratings time. Will? You usually say my name oh. first. No, you don't. Well, you do, do actually. The first time you do. Well, so, fuck it. 9.5. Three. Six point five. Three point five. Ratings are all over today, boys. All over the place. It's like a Joe album. Paul. It scores twenty-two point five. There you go. Well, that's not too bad. <laughs> that is the same as Sam Fender hypersonic missiles. Hypersonic missiles. But at least Sam Fender could sing. 
Yeah, and I thought that, that album was better, actually. Man, Sorry, Will. It's all right. But that's right, baby, because it's the elusive 100th album. 100th. That's 100 album time. No, we haven't recorded 100 albums, but we've done 100. 100 albums. albums. Yeah, because we started recording, well, on the podcast, it started at pick 78. Damn. And then on YouTube, it started pick uh, 64. And I, because it's my pick, most handsome member of consistently trash. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that we go back to our roots of what really made album review special. Oh. To us, or is the thing that cemented it as something that we'd want to do most weekends for the indefinite future until one of us dies. Yeah, that's the only way this is stopping, isn't it? Really. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. Which is why the album that we're going to do is. Issues, beautiful oblivion. <laughs> hey, hey. Now, we're back. For, for back the context, in. we did issues wrong? headspace as one of the. It was the pick number six in the early days, and it cemented a song called Hero, which it was metal, and we all shit on it. But we now look back and realise it was the best metal thing we've ever had, and. Um, so and now we like we say about how much we love issues, even though we don't really listen to their music that much. But we just always claim we love that one song is enough. To be fair, it had about four really good songs on that. Yeah, I'd say. So now their new album, Oblivion, which is what we're going to go for. It's going to be great. Got any closing thoughts, Joe? Um, the the bears. The grizzly bears and polar bears, babies, they're called pizzy bears. <laughs>